can tell. Uh, you have a different position now. I'm well. I'm hunched. That's how I. I'm hunchback of Notre Dame, baby. Exactly. I mean, that's like my natural resting position is hunched. Okay. Question for you: Do you get crazy neck and back pain? Only when I'm stressed. Okay. And then it's like I get I pinch something in my neck, and then there's like a compensatory thing that goes through and zigzags through my whole back down yeah. to my ass, and then I'm in hell for like a month, and then it goes away. We love that it goes away. <laughs> we don't love the zigzag. The zigzag. The zigzag. Ah, it's not rocky. Yeah. Um, but I. So for me, I became a back pain diva back in 2021, mm. which I really had not been before. Mm. And I think that I've traced it back. <laughs> Forensics have traced it back to right. when I went on a camping trip with um, Daniel and his boyfriend at the time, Evan. We slept on, we, we were camping. As one does, we slept on the ground in sleeping bags and on, I got a mattress pad kind of thing. It's supposed to be great for your back. From Amazon. But then the thing that I got deflated in the night. And so I was just like basically on the hard ground. on like rocks? I was just hard ground, babe. I feel like hard ground is like ancient times. Like no one had back problems in the beginning. You're like, and I know from experience as the world's oldest woman, as Methuselahiana herself. That's something people say. They're just like, oh, it's good to sleep on a hard surface. I guess so. I guess that is the thing that like fucking, um, you know, when people go and like, like really rich celebrities do their like architectural digest yeah. tour. I'm thinking specifically of one guy. I think it was Jay Balvin or something. Okay. He was like, everything in his home was like Japanese. Mm-hmm. And it was like, his bed was like a hard mat basically, you know? <laughs> He's like, and I like that. Yeah. That's what I want. That's my fucking kink. Don't fucking kink shame. Did bitch. you talk about it? Yeah, he just was like, he was like, I love the serenity and peace of Japan. Da, 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 da. But he didn't talk about his back and the hard mattress? No, but I feel like, well, I don't know. I think, I feel like the designer came through and she was like, we're taking out the yeah. California King for the shoot uh-huh. and we're going to get you a hard mat to match okay, the aesthetic. Okay, question for you. Hmm. You go on a Tinder date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have a really fun time. So unrealistic sit, yeah fine okay you're like i'm already taken out because this is not how it goes for me so you have a couple drinks yeah. you're flirting you're vibing there's good bat good chat but then you go back to his house and you see okay which is worse to see which are you more least excited about a uh mattress on the ground, but it looks like a pretty comfortable mattress, but it's no bed frame on the floor. I'm fine with that, but okay. And, or B like an extremely minimalist and like basically like a block of stone as a bed. In like a Kanye, like arch digest way or, Oh, but it looks extremely uncomfortable. This is about physical comfort. This isn't about judging the person as a potential mate. Babe, it's about both. I it's kind of a compendium, like, you know? Yeah. I think I might get sussed if someone's interior 
like, how are you as a man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but which one susses you? What susses me is like too designed. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I have slept with a couple guys that are like, you know, Gay guys. giving. Yeah. <laughs> I have slept with a couple guys that are, you know, and then just like the silent rest. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I have slept with a couple guys that are kind of like, um, like, I don't know, like creative director types yeah. and their apartments are like chic and nice. And like, they clearly have a lot more money than me and it's like kind of annoying. So that doesn't sound annoying. That sounds cool. It It's like a little mixture of both. It like kind of is a little annoying because I like being mommy. I like being like that's why I like going on dates with like 21 year olds who I can be like, Oh, don't worry. I'll pick up the tab at Fred 62. You know, we should honestly date. We're like a perfect match. I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So the pod is over. We're dating now. We eloped. (laughs) We did a thing. (laughs) You can't hear, but, uh, that's the sound of my wedding ring. Uh, Clinking. That's our champagne glasses toasting to (laughs) us. We we just live pod at our wedding. I'm excited for that, babe. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. Would you prefer Mm. dating someone? I guess that that dichotomy is the same as this. But like, would you prefer going on a first date and realizing that someone is like more successful and wealthy than you, Chloe? Or this is a ridiculous. What's the other option? Or like a little baby. Don't be ridiculous. So you choose option A. Every time. See, I choose option B. You're nuts. I know. I know. I just like, I want to be the one in power. You know? I think that you'll always be the one in power. (laughs) That's, you know what? Sure. True. Yes. And fine, it is fair. irrespective yeah. of the amount of money that is in the situation. I will say I do not think I will ever uh, become intimate with. <laughs> Why are you saying this shit so weird? <laughs> I feel like you said it last week too. Um <laughs> I will not uh, know someone in a biblical sense <laughs> unless they have a bed frame. I I totally understand that. It's a boho thing for me. Boho chic. Boho chic is fundamentally, like I get that it's like basic or whatever, but yeah. fundamentally it's the aesthetic that I'm most attracted to. So babe, why don't you describe what boho chic means to you? I have to like reveal my trauma to really Please. like unwrap this. Do I mean, it. boho Do chic it. to me is very like Parisian apartment. Okay. Yeah. You know, and yes. very like they like it's never really clean because it's always like there's just like stucco, like crum- yeah. there's plaster like crumbling from the walls. Okay, that's so glam. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm fully there with you. Just like things are chipped. They don't like really work properly. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like there's no AC and you're hot, but you're bored. You're and like, like, oops. <laughs> sorry. That's But it smells nice. There's candles. Totally. There's like it's candle chic. lit. Yeah. There's, there's chic like um, accoutrement everywhere. Absolutely. Are effortless. Effortless. 
and old. Yeah. And like there's cool like pattern mixing. So like totally patterned curtain, patterned rug, like things that feel different from I'm one just another. I like picked this up on my travels. Exactly. Like, yeah. Honestly, that's like that's very aligned with like the aesthetic of my parents' house. They like that's their sort of niche and then I inherited that. So now that's kind of like what attracts me fully as well. I can't deal with a fucking minimal bullshit. Well, that to me, it's so sort of like considered yeah, and like efforted. Mm-hmm. I think the boho thing, what's attractive about it is that it seems so like yeah, natural. I mean, what was cool about it when it was sort of like with my dad, the way that my dad sort of would do things was that like literally everything that you saw around was a reflection of him finding it interesting and like being excited about it in one way or another. And like seeing someone who's like curious and passionate about the world and reflecting that in their space is fucking cool. Like that's always going to be more interesting and like warm and engaging to me than like someone who you don't get any sense of them from their space. Even if it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched a lot of Architecture Digest, like, home tours? Yeah, I don't know. I honestly think that most of them dark me out because I'm just sort of like... I agree. I have a similar reaction to them. Most of them really don't... It makes me think, like, oh, these people are, like, like don't know themselves. Because they hire expensive interior designers. And then they're just like, I love my kitchen because the thing is, it's green. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, I just painted it this color green. Do you like it? Do you like it? so that. Like, we got (sighs) this, like, cook suite from, like, you know, it's, like, copper and it's French and it was, like, $100,000. It's, like, sweetheart, don't do all that. Don't do all that. Gonch? Come on. Honestly, I feel like I can't think of one that I've watched that I've been, like, that was good. Even, the like, the J Balvin one that I was talking about, I do feel like the like Japanese aesthetic stuff that he was doing felt very like he did seem like that was something that he was passionate about. Yeah. Um, And it looked nice, but it still is like a little bit just like I would come home to a place that looked like that and be like, I'm not like at home. Well, where do your shoes go? Yeah. Like anything that's like too overly concepted, Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like. This isn't welcome. This isn't like a home to me. I mean, maybe it's like if you're that rich, that's like one of your homes. Yeah. But like, I guess it's just this weird thing where it's like, once you get to a certain level of celebrity, et cetera, I wonder if there is literally, like there are all of these different barriers from you having like a close internal relationship with yourself. Absolutely. Which is like a really, like, that's like a scary and depressing, like, way to be as a a human. Well, as an actor, I think you, like, fundamentally place your value in someone else's hands. Well, this is actually, I'm so glad you mentioned that because it's an amazing transition to something that was on my list of topics to talk about was acting. Acting. Because um, I, one of the things I did this week was start to prep for being in this short film that I'm going to be in. Okay. 
that our friends are doing. Catch you on the audition circuit. I know. I got asked by one of our friends to be like a very small role in this like short that they're doing. Fun, babe. It was. I was like very flattered first and foremost. Yeah. And then um, on Thursday we had our first like meeting to like go over the character and like read through the script and like I was like doing and and then. We did the like scenes a bunch of times over and kind of like with different interpretations of the characters. And I was like, oh my God, acting is so fun and so wild because like the way that it makes you interrogate the like interiority of other people mm-hmm. is really fascinating. Well, babe, that's method. That's Daniel Day-Lewis. Fully, fully. And that is your style. Like what's her name in the film? Uh, Dolly. So I'm going to be calling you Dolly. Yeah. Call me Dolly. <laughs> 24 Well, sub. so this character too is like, there's so many different, it's such a like tiny, tiny little role, but there's like so many different ways that this like could go with the relationship that like my character has to the main character with like what her deal is just overall. It's just like really fascinating. You're making that sound so fun. I kind of want to take an acting class just for fun. Girl, I would take an acting class with you. No, I can't take it with you. I would be so embarrassed. (laughs) Yeah, you need to be in a position where you're like fully free. Able to completely let go. Totally. I think that that is like a thing where it would be like, you would be better served and I would be better served taking things like solo, but we like, like outside of people we know. I take like the 11 o'clock and you take the 12 exactly. o'clock and we high five. And like, we compare uh, notes, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like ships in the night. Can you imagine? That? I think that'd be so good. Gl- have you ever taken an acting class? No. I have to say, like, it's really fun. I don't think I'm necessarily a good actor. Like, I've always been a little bit like, I don't know if I fully buy what I'm selling ever, mm-hmm. like in watching myself back. You know what I mean? I'm curious because there's so many different things that make someone a good actor. I mean, wait, yeah. okay. Not just, we have to transition to Vanderpump just for a second. Girl. Just one second. Just for a second. Yeah. Tom's panic attack. Yeah. Lisa's. Yeah. True or false. What do you say? Very hard to say. Now that you're a method actor, what do you say? I know. I think that it's... Vanderpump is such a tough one to analyze across the board because... Give you a challenge today. No, seriously. I've actually been really thinking about it too, though. Because I was thinking about it when I watched the episode. So obviously the finale of Vanderpump this season was on Wednesday of this week. Yeah, It was like very long anticipated. Everyone's been fucking like chomping at the bit to see the actual like reactions on camera to Scandaval, like in the moment. I thought it delivered. Same. Okay. Same. I thought it was great. We, I told you I cried like four times. <laughs> it's, it's kind of interesting. Cause it's like, usually Vanderpump is like such a great mixture of like melodrama and lols. But yeah. like this time it was just, Heavy on the former, heavy on the melodrama. Yeah, you're right, you know? actually. There were no lols. No lols. And even the melodrama is usually performative enough that there's lols in that. Totally. But this was so raw, so real. Yeah. And honestly, it was like, it's a situation that is actually genuinely like it's sad. Horrifying. No, it's horrifying. Like, 
And you do sort of feel like you know these people because you've been part of their lives for however many years. Totally. And like, there's an element of it that like when I was watching it, I was like, I'm genuinely ups- like, like kind of sad. Well, it really came through for Ariana, the way yeah. that she was talking about it and the way her friends were reacting. But okay, Tom's panic attack, true or false. Okay. But what I was going to say about acting yeah. and the final episode was... I was so conscious of the fact that all of the side characters, so like Sheena, Katie, all of the people, like Lala, all the people who are not directly involved, like one of the three core players, they are in such an interesting position of like reacting. Oh my God, Sheena sobbing the whole episode. Yeah. If I was breaking up with my boyfriend because he cheated on me and my friend wouldn't stop yeah. crying, I would me, think if that I she, if you wouldn't stop, I would, I would be like, Carl, stop. This yeah. is too annoying. Like, I get that they're all in the same friend group. And I like that Sheena was like, you know, like Tom was like, we go back even further than me and Ariana. Da, 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 da. I think she was more upset about the Raquel thing and the restraining sure. order and blah, blah, blah. But sure. yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. She's an empath. I'm She's sure. an empath. She's an empath. Justice for Shishu. <laughs> she feels things really deeply. Okay. Um, I still haven't gotten your review. Okay. 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 But all I was going to say about that, I'm leading up to it. Okay. Is that, so these are people that are having genuine emotional responses to things, but then- you corral them and put them into a room with cameras in a, which is a situation that these people are very familiar with and have been doing for years and years. You then replay a situation that they know about already. Like they've heard some of the key details. Like I'm thinking about the situation with like Ariana telling Katie and Sheena, you know, in that room where they're all in a huddle mm-hmm. and like, Sheena and Katie have to be reacting in the right way mm-hmm, kind of. Mm-hmm. And like, so there's this like conscious, like the self consciousness of like how to react while on camera in this scenario. Oh so I felt it while yeah. watching them. Yeah. Cause it's just like, Oh my God, he did what? No, yeah, no. You yeah. know? And it's like very like, that's their real reaction but they are also acting their real well, they reaction. Had to, they had to play it back. I mean, they yeah. had that real reaction three days before. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I feel about Vanderpump overall, which is actually really interesting to watch on. Like, I don't think that that makes it any less real. It's like, no, I'm really watching people have that negotiation with Wait, themselves. I'm obsessed with that. It's like the, it's like a delay. It's like the yeah. Super Bowl. It's like 30 seconds. Exactly. After. Isn't that so fascinating though, to That's think about it true. in those terms? That's true. So I think that the panic attack is also that. Cause it's like, that's, I'm sure like that's a situation that would really make a human being have a panic attack. But the not, I think the knowledge of it being on camera in the way that, he must be aware of is playing into that. Well, but we talked about this too. The fact that it's on camera makes it so much more horrifying. Yeah. So the fact that it's on camera, yes, he has to play a role and he has to seem like he's devastated. Yeah. And also it's the most devastating part about it. Yeah. Is the fact that this is forever memorialized. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. But also he's been acting his own life for 10 years totally, or more. Totally. And that's like such a, that's something that like literally I don't think we think about enough. That's a really good point. I love that. Like, okay. 
Do you remember back in season six or no, I think it must've been season seven or so when Stassi was like having her book party at Tom, Mm Tom and she got in a big fight with Sandoval. You inconsiderate. Yeah. Like, and then just like had her whole like Miriam Webster, like thesaurus. Exactly. Like Tom was being annoying in that scenario, whatever. It was just like, there was something going on there and, um, they were having a fight at the event. So there have been reports from the people that went to that event and attended that they reset the cameras in a number of different locations and then were like, go. And then Stasi and Tom had that same fight again. Yeah. Which is like so fascinating to me because I'm like the reactions to each other, like the emotional thing that is actually going on is actually going on. Mm -hmm. They are just being asked to redo Mm -hmm. a real scenario Mm -hmm. that's happening to them Mm -hmm. and play it out again. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. There is, it's interesting that there's sort of like a spectrum. I remember, do you remember when Kristen Cavallari a long time ago did an interview? I can't remember who it was with where she talked about the hills and the way that the hills was staged. No, I think it was Kristen where the producers, like they would be at like blue jam on Melrose. Classic spot. Just like having lunch at blue jam and they would have their phones on the table and the producers would text them and be like, bring up. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like completely fabricated. And I just started watching the first season again when Jason comes back, it's like, well, that's that's just like an injection yeah. of drama into the show. Totally, But it is, I mean, now you're making me feel so naive. I've really always interpreted Vanderpump as real. But I guess what I'm trying to get at is that it's not not A hundred percent. Like it is real. A hundred percent. But I am, but that small sort of like the... Um, the in, interstices, yeah. that like little gap. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't feel that watching it at all. It's only talking about it now and yeah. thinking about it where I'm like, oh, actually this is. But like, they're also presented. so used to it by now. Totally. And that that's how they fucking live their goddamn lives. Are they acting or? I think that they literally probably have a really hard time defining what the boundaries are between like them acting and it's so weird too because psychologically they're being conditioned to like get more. I mean, they talk about this. I've heard um, contestants on shows like America's Next Top Model talk about how the psychological conditioning to create camera worthy moments. Mm-hmm. So it, they're in the house. You, let's say you're a contestant on America's Next Top Model, you're in a house with 12 girls. The house is full of cameramen and big cameras. They're not talking. They're just there filming. If you start, you know, if you pick up a crossword puzzle, pick up some knitting and start knitting, the cameraman walks away silently. Exactly. If you pick a fight with, you know, the girl next to you, that's when the cameras and the lights all come back. So cycle, and, and they're trying to, and then the girls that do, you know, that don't make the TV worthy moments are the ones that go home episode by episode. A hundred percent. And this was, do you remember, did you watch love is blind? No, I didn't. 
the first season of Love is Blind. I watched the first, I watched part of the first season. So, and you know the way that it works. Yeah. Contestants are eliminated if they don't have a match. Exactly. So you are compelled to find your mate. They Period. had on the like reunion episode, there was one person mm-hmm. who kept breaking the fourth wall and being like, Oh, interesting. Of course. I chose you when I knew I didn't want to be with you because I wanted more camera time. Can we agree that that's why we're all here? And everyone else was like, you're disgusting. That No, like we're here for a lot. And it was jarring and destabilizing. And I'm sure the next season they were just like, no one fucking do that shit. Totally. I mean, I will say it's so fascinating to be a reality TV head and watch the genre evolve. Yeah. Because as social media and like hyper consciousness of like personal branding and personal present, like self presentation, like increases. We're policing ourselves at every moment of our lives and we're expecting to be hyper visible at every moment. And so the ways that people are able to act on camera are so different than they were at the beginning of the genre. Like I was watching, I'm, I'm doing now a uh, watch back through all the seasons of Top Model. I'm on season two now, mm. um, but I'm going in chronological order. I've never done that before. I've only ever like skipped around. And it's so fascinating to watch cycle two because, well, I mean, cycle one and two, because the, the way that people understand their identities is so different even. Well, that's a show that must be particularly interesting because that's a show where it really was presented, especially in the beginning, that the house Mm -hmm. reality was ancillary. Yeah. And it was just it seemed like it was like the Osbournes era. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like what we catch is what we catch. Mm -hmm. And it's more about the competition and it's more about the challenges. I mean, cycle one is literally like documentary right like they treat it like a documentary basically and i'm sure it's boring it's actually pretty interesting for me yeah from an anthropological perspective totally but like it's just such a different uh equation right and i mean so many things are different like the modeling industry works completely differently now than it did then. Well, because that's because you can't do anything anymore because cancel culture ruined. <laughs> I mean, I meant more just in terms of like, who's going to be um, like having a huge social media following and like right. acquiring popularity and visibility through these other channels is actually really beneficial. And so now you're not going to get cast in a campaign if you don't have like, if you're not bringing your own, your audience. own audience to it. Yeah. So, which is so, so wildly different than the conception of what a top model was in cycle one, which was like, you're a blank canvas. You're a hanger. No one needs to know who the fuck you are no, or anything about totally. your vibe. I mean, there was then the closest that they get to that is talking about like the supermodel archetype, like model as celebrity right. archetype, which is very different than but an influencer. Would, you know? Of course, because the model is celebrity that would come from like Giselle Bunchen was like yeah. discovered at a McDonald's or whatever. You would become a celebrity by exactly. being a model. Exactly. Well, and Tyra herself was that, right. you know? And right. so, 
And like, yeah, Tyra had a personality that was part of what a hundred percent. Yes. And I, that's clearly what she's looking for on top model also. Yeah. So it's not to say that it was like they want top model. They were really, they were looking for someone who was a personality also. Right. But it was just such a different equation. And honestly, that's why the girls from top model were not successful in the field outside of that. Because at the time, you know, like the supermodel era was kind of over. Mm -hmm. So like the era of like, um, Cindy Crawford and Linda Evangelista or whatever, like those larger than life personality models, that was not the era that top model was becoming big during because celebrities had become models. Yes. Wow. That's true. I didn't realize we really talk about it. Yeah. 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 We swung back to like models being a real thing, but of course you have to be like a Napo baby. Totally. Should we talk about perfume? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, actually I was like, damn, that was like, I'm lit up by that conversation. I feel like I have so much to say about pretty much all other parts of that. I could talk about the Vanderpump finale a bunch. I could talk about acting a bunch. I could talk about top model and the, difference in like reality programming maybe it'll swing back around but i literally any of those things are kind of my like main touch points all right um oh the one final thing i did want to say about vanderpump though Mm. was that i went to schwartz and sandy's before i watched the finale episode wait obsessed on finale night was it the same order uh i got well we just uh my friend sophie and i went back there because sophie lives like a block away from there so we're now i'm really petitioning for us to become regulars there of course um, and it was so funny cause like I Ubered there, I got out of my Uber and I was just like standing there like a, you know, like a sim not being played mm. and, um, who should walk up, but fucking Tom Schwartz again. Do you think Sandoval just is, they said like, don't come back. I would imagine he would not come back. I don't know. I mean, he might be there sometimes, but I doubt it. I, I really like doubt it. They're probably telling him to stay away. I bet. Okay. But Schwartz, Schwartz he do be doing the rounds. I gotta tell you, I fucking hate that guy. Me too. I mean, from the show, like when I see him in person, I'm just like, I sort of treat it like blank slate and you're just like whoever I see. You know what I mean? Well, because you don't actually have an opinion of him. You're not going to no. be like, fuck you, dude. You're annoying. Like, of course, he's just a yeah. human on you, the show. When you it's see like, him in person, you realize how dumb that would be to act yeah. like that. Okay. Like, it just is like, he's just like a, a person. Yeah. And so it is weird because I feel like I can't just be chill when I'm hanging out there and he's right there and like milling around. Girl, doy. I I can't just like relax because you're just like, when's my boyfriend going to come over and sweep me (laughs) off my feet? When can I grab a little handful of that ass? Well, because that's (laughs) with Katie and Tom's rules. Like that would be allowed. You guys could actually date because you're outside the friend group. Yeah. For now. Well, and Sandoval's single again too. So, hey. Oh, they broke up. Did you see that? No. They broke up. That makes sense. And he was apparently, allegedly seen kissing some blonde girl. Well, now I'm sure he's just like off the fucking wagon. Yeah. So you have your, uh, hey, our boyfriends. That's true. We got to go come collect our boys. We really do. We really do. Okay. So now that that's been done, Mm. now we can get into fragrance. Um, So you almost looked like you were just going to pull it out the bag and I was just, here it is. Exactly. I'm just like, babe, those aren't the rules. (laughs) So actually what are the rules? 
Um, oh, the rules. Okay, so the rules are we do a blind smell test. Interesting proposition. We judge the fragrances by five discrete categories. Oh my God, what are they? I know. It's so crazy to think about what they could be. Initial spritz. Dry down. Bottle design. Mm. Name. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh. One more. Longevity. So there yeah, so that's what we do. Yeah. So do you want to start or should I start? I feel like I've been starting, so I want to okay. give you yeah, the I'm option. Ha- I'm happy to start. I'm happy to start. Let's fucking go. I have a really fun one this Okay, week. fun. Okay, I'm okay. going to close my eyes. Okay, close your eyes. <laughs> Clear your nose. <laughs> okay, we're going to do wrist. Oh, did that hit you? I mean, I, I, I felt it. You got it? Okay. I got it. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay, you can Wow, I can eyes. already smell it. I know, it's really strong. Woo! I, when I tell you I love this perfume. Wait, this is so weird. I'm I know. Good. I know. Ooh. I, to me, I haven't found a fragrance yet that is at this intersection of weird and good. It's weird and good. Wait, I am, I'm obsessed with this. I, I love it. I can't get over it. And and I'm getting excited about it because I feel like it's something that would work really well on me. Mm. Like not everything that we both respond to works yeah. well on both of us. Yeah. But this I'm like, <clears throat> this is going to, like, I want this. Well, you're going to be wearing it all day. Oh, Damn. sorry. I stepped on longevity. But. Well, it <laughs> kind of gives that. You can tell. I already. can fucking tell. I think the formulation, I think it's an extra. So mm-hmm. it just like is stronger than an eau de parfum. Gotcha. Don't ask me how or why, but it's more concentrated. It has one um, note that is very clear that I'm really like hitting myself in the head that I can't like identify. Okay. Three things that I feel like, I feel like if I talk around it, maybe it'll come to okay. me. Yeah. I'm getting like pine needle. Whoa. In like something creamy. Oh my god! But also something tropical. Like it's like, 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 like I, dipped a pine needle into like a milky sort of like yogurt (laughs) coating yeah, and then spritzed a little like tropical island body spray on top of that. A a Malibu yogurt coated pine needle. Fully. That's how it feels to me. The pine thing is interesting. I hadn't picked up on that. I guess I'm sort of like, Maybe it's not pine. And in previous like formulations that we've smelled, yeah. I feel like sometimes I've misidentified like rosemary as pine needly. Mm. But even that aromatic thing that you're driving towards yeah. is not to me the opening is so like peach. There's but that's like the tropical fruity thing. Yeah. No, when you said tropical fruit, I knew that that's what you meant. Peach. I think that there's like Peach, nectarine, yep. passion fruit, maybe. Totally. Kumquat. Yeah. Like a tart 
orange Honestly, fruit. and I was going to say there's like a little citrus in this too, yeah. but I, I would say it's like, yeah, like a mixture of tropical fruits mm-hmm. as the like sheen on top, but like something that's distinctly Do milky. Want- don't you think? Okay. I, I wonder if what you're interpreting as milky uh-huh. to me, I, I think Perhaps what you're interpreting is milky. I interpret as waxy and Ooh. bouncy and chewy. It's definitely like chewy. This is a chewy bitch. This to me, what is, there is something in this that I'm not picking up and expressing clearly. Yeah. It is all of those things. It is very much like, center core of pine needle something milky creamy on the outside and then on the full like as the sort of outer layer Mm -hmm. something tropical like like a kumquat and peach combo to be honest i don't know what's in this but i do know it has iris so oh, I think the okay. iris, and I think there's auris too. So I think that that's the, for me, that's yeah. like, it's like a high chew. Like it, to me, it's oh a very similar experience. It's like a fucking high chew. It's like a, like tart, sweet, yes. chewy, creamy, ex- kind of, creamy yeah. experience. Oh my God. Wait, that's so accurate. It's very taffy. Yes. Like the, Exactly. Exactly. And like, there's something that I find so just like about like taffy and candies like that, that I find so like both gross and appealing. Like I'm like, Oh, I'm I'm repulsed by that, but I also want it. And I I love it. it. This one I think has a hundred million things in it. Yeah. But those to me, like the pine, now that you mentioned it, I'm like, Oh, well there is something aromatic in there. Yeah. I just don't. It's not like the first thing I pick up. I guess it's like, it's almost like pine soul to me. Mm-hmm. Like not mm-hmm. even just pine. I think the sharp tartness yeah. is maybe part of it too. Yeah. And that like, you said like something like kumquat or like yeah. some citrusy thing. I'm like, that's providing the bite. Exactly. This is overall like very clearly like a balance of elements, mm-hmm. you know, like a bunch of different things are in this. Yeah. If not, some things we smell are so unidirectional and 100%. you're like, oh, that's just this. I mean, some of the licorice ones that we smelled last week that I love. Yeah. They're so like, that's what we're giving. Linear. Yeah. Yeah. But this is complicated. It's amazing. Why'd I- you have to go and make things so complicated? The thing I love about this one too, I mean, I am attracted most to perfume that has, like, gives me a sensation when I smell it. Gives you the ooh, ah, ah. You know, versus, that's why sometimes florals for me just, like, don't make me erect because I'm, like, I want, like, this to me is like chewing on erasers. Yeah. And you really, for me, I can really feel that sensation when I wear it. It is kind of an eraser head. Yeah. It's an eraser head. Yeah. And there's some things that are so creamy and you really can feel that or waxy or whatever. That to me is exciting. This is a very, like, um, it's like a physical feeling wearing this. You, I, I love that you just fully went into your um, Meryl Streep bag. Florals for spring. Florals for spring. <laughs> Florals for spring. Groundbreaking. <laughs> now that's acting, baby. 
<laughs> that was good. That was good. Uh, so who would wear those? Oh. To me, it's youthful. But anyway, I think there's also... Yeah. Okay, I want to mention another thing about this fragrance. I was turned off of it for a short time because it was giving wine. Oh. White wine, and it was making me nauseous. I could sort of see that. To me, it's almost like more like natural wine, like orange wine. Maybe that's what it was, which is like one of my biggest pet peeves of life is just that natural wine exists. (laughs) So (laughs) every day I wake up and it continues to plague me. I just get upset every morning. But there was something that was giving wine about this that really turned me off. And then my like a synapse just like like broke and I didn't care anymore. Yeah. You had a... stroke and then (laughs) I honestly can't pick it up at all anymore but it was I I understand natural wine but to me I was getting like a pinot grigio like a floral yeah white that gives you a headache okay am I crazy or does this feel like a play cousin of basilica that that aromatic thing that you're bringing up I just don't get it in the same way (sighs) There is something in this that is like really I'm like so excited to look at the notes. Yeah. So you don't know the notes. No, I just know that there's Iris and Oris. Can we talk about Oris for a sec? Oh, like I was afraid you were going to ask. What's the deal with Oris? I think it's I to me it just smells like Iris. Like I'm, I'm if I'm sure if we had the raw materials. It's also like expensive and fancy. Let's look it up. I, to me, I think that that does creamy, chewy. That's my interpretation of it. I could be completely wrong. Okay. Oris root. Mm. Oris root is the root of Iris Germanica and Iris Pallidia. Pallida. It has the common name of Queen Elizabeth root. Okay. Okay. Go off. Go off. Uses. Once important in Western herbal medicine, it is now used mainly as a fixative and base note in perfumery. It is the most widely used fixative for potpourri. It is also an ingredient in many brands of gin, including Bombay Sapphire. Mm, do you get a little gin now? It is boozy in a, a little unique bit. way. Yeah. I definitely do get a little bit of... Because people say boozy, what do they think? They yeah. think like cognac, whiskey. Yeah. This is boozy in like... A clear liquor way. I agree. I totally agree. So last night I wanted to like watch TV and like not drink, but have the feeling like I was like sitting having a drink. So I went and got, uh, I went and got like sparkling water and I was going to add like bitters to it or something and Mm -hmm. just be like, I'm having a drink. Mm -hmm. But I ended up, I meant to get plain sparkling water. I ended up getting one that was, white peach that's hard but it smells a lot like this that i can totally picture and that's something that probably has no taste and only is discernible to be white peach by smell it's the white peach is kind of like an aftertaste yuck. which is a little yuck but this kind of is like white peach completely like specifically this is a lightly it's I I almost can't describe how strong it is. It's not strong in a cloying way at yeah. all, but you can just tell it's going to be incredibly tenacious. Incredibly tenacious D. I think that I want to say we like peach. 
I, collectively. It's one of my favorite. We raw both like materials. really gravitate toward peachy. It's so well because it's so fun. It's like yeah, bouncy and flirty and sexy, sexy little yeah, little peach. I want us to to review Bitter Peach by Tom Ford at some point. Oh, I don't know if I've smelled it. That's one that was the first like high end peach one that I smelled. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is glam because I thought of peach as such a like trashy scent note. Bath and Body Works. Totally. Yeah. And then with that one, I was like, well, it is still very discernibly peach, but it's elevated in a specific sort of way. Can we talk about something that I think might excite you? We. Where do we draw the line between peach and mango? Uh-oh. That's a good question. That's... The million-dollar question. It's almost an unanswerable question. Whew. I forget about mango. Tell me you don't get mango now. Well, now that you say that... <laughs> I get sort of like mango, like rind. I get more overripe than underripe. Actually... Crazy, I get both. I get under, personally. I feel like it's like, you know, um, you know when it's a little bit like um, the texture is a little, mm-hmm. and, a little it's a li- and it's a little tart. Sour. Yeah. It's kind of that for me. Mango, I don't know if I would be able to tell if I got like a body splash if it were mango or peach. Have you ever done the thing where if you have like a mango peel and you like, like run your teeth along it to get the last little bit of it. Yeah. This feels like that to me. So that's like almost like a little green mango. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's like a green mango. Okay. So who would wear those though? This is a tough one because like the mango tropical, whatever part of it speaks kind of to one audience. And then the aromatic part of it feels like it goes in a different direction. She's a real chameleon. Also, I'm going on a journey, by the way, smelling it. Yeah. I think the booze comes out more. I feel like it's getting creamier for me, personally. That's my favorite part about it. Do you want to smell on me? Yeah. It is so much more green on you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Kind of Girl, totally yours different. is getting into like a lotion-y place, like a powdery place. You keep saying these words and I'm like, maybe it's powdery. Maybe it's creamy. I get so chewy. <laughs> like chewy is the let me, over- let me Let me get another whiff. Yeah. It's so funny though. Cause I mean, to me, that's like you just got out of a shower at like a really, really fancy hotel and put on a really nice body lotion. Or kind of like bath and body or um, the body shop mango body butter. Maybe, but I feel like it smells too luxe for that. I get, I I feel like this smells pretty expensive. Yeah. Like it's something that I would be, I'd be shocked if this was a cheap one. Prepare to be (laughs) not surprised. Um, To me, I kind of feel like this is a little bit of a, like an art bitch. She's okay. she, she's a she's a bitch. She's a mother. She's a child. She's, she's a, a lover. Bitch. She's a boss. 
She's a bitch. She's a boss. And she shines like glass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Interesting. You know what I get now that we're really talking about it? Mm-hmm. I see art bitch because we know it's good. We're now we have our little discerning palettes. We yeah. understand that there's a lot of stuff going on with this. However, uh-huh. I think if I just smelled it wafting, if I smelled it, smelt it, if I could, if you smelt it, you dealt it. I could discern it wafting off someone. I would get tan Jersey mom. Oh, that's so fascinating. Describe her. Thank you. Um, Tan, no tan lines because she either does spray tan or she goes to the tanning bed. She knows what she's doing. I mean, it's Snooky. It's like Snooky's mom. So we have a bump it. We have, you know, maybe we're like a shorter stature, mm-hmm. but the heel, honey, is high. And it's a platform. It's maybe an espadrille. It's a wedge. It's a wedge. Very good. It's, it's a wedge. A wedge. <laughs> and then there's a skirt. How do you, it's like a peplum skirt. Like it's a oh yeah tight, but then it flounces. I think it's a peplum dress, but tiny, little, short, little pep, little peplum, little pep, little Miss Peplum. Yeah, little Miss Peplum. And yeah, she's is she blonde? No, she's she has a brunette, but she dyes her hair. She has a brunette. She's a brunette, but she dyes her hair black. Actually, mm-hmm. it's very Teresa. Totally, Judice. <laughs> and her lip color is like basically the same tone as her skin. Girl, the lip is frosted. Yeah. Okay. The lip is lighter than the skin. Far lighter. Far lighter. And it and it has a very cool tone. I was gonna say frosted, and then I was like, I can't even go there. That's too crazy. That's too much. Oh, I'm familiar with this aesthetic of this type of woman from yeah. growing up in New Jersey. Yeah. So like this is, I mean, it's someone who's, really hitting close to home. Yeah. For me. Well, I think this it's cool because it's someone who really puts an effort into their appearance. I guess for me. Oh, your phone is ringing. You want to answer on pod? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess for me, I feel like because I'm familiar with those women, I sort of am more inclined to think that they smell more like, uh, like spicy kind of like girly, Mm. I I don't, but like really strong um, mall fragrances, but not peach. Spicy, strong. Like, I mean, are you thinking of like a Paloma Picasso, like a sexy, like dark floral that's super strong? Maybe, but I'm thinking of something that's just like super kind of like generic too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something that's really girly. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like 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 someone wearing like a YSL perfume or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah someone sure. wearing like um like a Gucci perfume. Gucci perfume, you know, yeah, yeah, just kind of like this is at Sephora and TJ Maxx. It's not like inexpensive because I think that these are the kind of women that would spend some. They would drop some of their money on fragrance, but mm-hmm. it's not like the highest end. You don't think they're Maxinistas? I think they could be yeah. for sure. Yeah, but I kind of feel like women of this ilk are inclined to spend their money. On, on things like fragrance. But they're going to go broke. They already have to go tanning. They have to get their nails Babe, done, their it's eyelashes. All it's all an investment. It's all an investment. 
You know, actually, this does bring me to something that I always found really interesting. When I've been sort of on the journey of embodied womanhood mm. since 2015, yeah, um, I've always really been so fascinated with like where women spend their money because I really feel like there's so many women in my life who it's like you look at their skincare lineup and you're like, okay, cool, that's easily each of these products is like over a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. like whatever you look at their perfumes. All of them are, you know, in the expensive range. Mm-hmm. You look at the makeup that they buy. They're not buying drugstore makeup. And that's like, these are just like women who are in my circle who are like, I'm pretty sure pretty similar income to me. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm like, why do I feel like I can't afford all these things? And yet like the, and I know the reason exactly. is because I'm a fucking like collector yes. and I acquire precisely every time I get a paycheck, I'm getting a new thing precisely. Whereas these women are getting like one thing. I'm interested in this too. I think this also brings me to a question that I ask myself a lot. Like if you skew more clean girl, yeah, like girls who do microblading on their eyebrows mm-hmm. or get their eyebrows tinted yeah. rather than going in with pencil or whatever. Yeah. That kind of stuff, I'm just like, well, we know that we can do that. We can correct that with makeup. Fully. It's just that you want to look good right when you wake up in the morning, and that's so important to you. So every six weeks, you're going to go and spend $250 to get your procedure. I was also going to say, it's not like it ends at the things that they have in their homes. No. These women are also getting facials. They're also getting massages. They're also getting their nails done. They're Mm. also... It's like... How is there the money to do all of this and also pay your rent? I don't get it. Like I I literally have done like mental inventories of like women I know. And I've been like, I just don't understand how this is possible for you to pay this much money on the pink tax. I'm not joking. It's the pink tax. No, it's so true. I mean, this is why I stopped getting waxes. It's just like, come on, bro. Bruh. It's the most Sisyphean thing you can do. You just watch your hair grow back and then do the whole thing over again. That is exactly how I feel. I'm like, I'll just fucking bick that shit. We're good. I remember there was an episode of Vanderpump Rules where uh, Katie and Stassi got Brazilian waxes. Mm -hmm. And Katie, it was like her first time ever doing it. And she was like, I'm just going to stick with my bick. And you were and just like, like, T, that's my sister. That's my sister in arms, baby. I love that. That's yeah. interesting. I mean, that is so Katie to just be like, I've, I've never done this before. So Katie. But I guess part of what that like brings up to me and like the investigation of like other women's experiences of the pink tax. A hundred percent. It's like really hard to measure up to like acceptable femininity for every woman. Like, and it's so interesting too, and not to get too just like on my political high horse about this shit, but it's Mm -hmm. like when we start policing like trans people's embodied experience of gender and like how much they sort of succeed or don't succeed in like meeting a standard, Mm -hmm. it's so, it's like the same rules apply for cis people. Like cis people are also being graded in a like carceral kind of way Mm -hmm. where you could do it wrong. So when it's, uh, kind of 
hyper focus on meeting a certain standard. Mm -hmm. And also, by the way, the standard isn't being told to you and it's malleable. It it can move. The goalposts can move whenever. It does move. It's just, it's such an exhausting thing. And it's also something that like literally we're all suffering under and like cis trans, everyone is like kind of beholden to these same Everyone's under the yoke of this same fucking oppressor, basically. Patriarchy? Yeah, yeah. Carceral patriarchy. Yeah. I do think it's interesting, though, that there are, like, Leia, I think, really enjoys it. Like, there are people oh, for who sure. really have fun learning about the new things the girls are doing. Oh, and it's by the like, way, I fucking love yeah, that shit. Yeah. I mean, we have a podcast about perfume. Like, I love... I know. Why do I think perfume is different? Perfume I, is different. I yeah. actually do agree with you. Yeah. But, like, bitch, like, you know my relationship with makeup. Like, I am a fucking, like, really in-depth, like makeup girly yeah and like i've been that way since like 2016 i used to watch like beauty youtubers fucking every day of my life yeah i i like hoard makeup products i like the idea of that i've just never really been excited by it it's never been one of my kinks i mean it's real i i will say that like I think that there's something to being trans with makeup. And again, I'm not trying to just like make it all come back to that, but like it does a a lot of things do come back to that. Of course. Whereas for me, it was like, Oh, you don't look the way that you want to look right now. Or you're supposed to look period. Yeah. And here is something that gives you control. And if you're a person with a vision, you can make it happen because like now you have a tool in the toolbox that allows you to do so. Mm, both and so, oppressed and industrious. <laughs> and empowered yeah. for success in this world. Totally. And empowered. Yeah, yeah, totally. I leaned in. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just like a weird thing too, because it's like, there's a way I, I try to really divorce myself from like understanding my like, uh, passions and hobbies outside of like consumer products. You know what I mean? I struggle with it too. I went to squirrel the other day and got a toast and an iced coffee and it was $25 period. And it really does. I mean, whatever that's food, but it does make you think like, okay, so do I have my email drop strictly to like get oat milk lattes and perfume Uh and jeans yeah well and also too like i think about to myself sometimes i'm like okay cool so i used to uh let's see let's go down the list paint read books write sing like i used to do all these things that were really actionable you still sing sure but i'm like what have i replaced those activities what are my hobbies now oh well the phone um phone (laughs) swipey swipe uh, buy things on the real, real, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's I just know. like reading whatever, this is boring, but like, it's an easy one to integrate and the degree to which it changes your mood, mm. just your nervous system is regulated Yeah, by being calm and 
taking your mind into a different scenario yeah. than your like resting scenario is. Yeah. 30 minutes. I mean, honestly, I feel like also when I used to be, when I used to read a lot more and yeah. it's not like I don't listen to audiobooks still. Totally different. Totally different. But I do feel like the like way that reading brings your mind around ideas. Yes. It like leads you on different paths through ideas than would have been possible and available to you outside of that. It requires imagination. <laughs> yeah. But so like those things are that's a worthwhile valid part of being a human being and being alive. Oh, but babe, I think about this. I get really depressed when I think about people in their twenties. Yeah. Who are early twenties, let's mm-hmm. say, who were generation alpha, generation alpha, who grew up with the phone uh-huh. and just don't understand every experience they have is mediated by a screen. Yep. They, well, when I see literal babies walking around the airport with like a fucking iPad, I'm like, you're just instilling That's... anxiety into a newborn. Yeah. Obviously, you're overstimulated all the time. Yeah. And I, we know what that feels like. It doesn't feel good. Totally. Child I, abuse. Uh, yeah. But it's just also like, what do you do? If I was raising a kid, I'd be so fucking like, I would not know it's what to confusing. do. It's too confusing. Because you li- they are, you can't deny that no. you live in the world that you live right. in. And so, like, everything around is fucking mediated by screens. Of course. Like, I would be truly terrified to be raising a kid right now. It's way too much. I mean, I, you could, like, be the parent who's like, no, I just give my kid, like, a kin, tin can and, like, put yeah. them in the backyard and say, like, uh, yeah. play fetch or You're whatever. Like, okay, I expect a full uh, three-act musical by the time <laughs> I get back. So um, I want to see costume changes. I want to see lighting cues. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I... I will say I did see on on my walk to get coffee this morning. I did see this like really tiny little baby who like held out a little flower to me and it was so adorable. And I was like, okay, kids are cute. Wait, that's so cute. Yeah. They were like, smell it. Literally. And I was like, I have been like really, I try to avoid kids really when I'm out and about partially just because of like trans shit again. I'm like, I don't want to be seen as being even remotely interested in your kid. Because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you think about shit. I had no idea that you had that internal experience around children. Oh, I literally like avoid children because of that. Because I'm like, you will not be fucking pinning, grooming shit on me. I don't want anything to fucking do with your kids. Yeah. But this one little interaction today with this little baby, like literally was like playing in a whole little thing of flowers and like saw me walk up. I'm wearing this very colorful t-shirt. Oh, true. So I think it was just like very eye catching. Yeah. And this kid just was like, ah, and like held up a little flower to me. And I was like, that is really Cutie. sweet, honestly. Cutie. So my little Grinch like heart grew a couple sizes. Right. Do you want to know what this fragrance is? Yeah. We should grade some. Oh, I forgot. Of it. Yeah, we should grade. yeah. That's the thing we do on this here podcast. <laughs> Round these parts. It. Okay. Okay. So. Initial spritz, I love it. Yeah. I'm like very, 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 very excited about it. I grade it A plus. A plus for me too. I love it. Like it's really a I was like, do I want to reserve my A plus? But I'm like, why not give it when I feel it? Let it out. Let it all hang loose. <laughs> um, I do really think that 
it's like among my favorite things I've smelled on this pod. So A plus. Fascinating. Dry down. I go A for a dry down. I think the initial spritz is so compelling. Yeah. Um, and the dry down's beautiful and amazing, but I think in my mind, I would prefer to just smell it wet. Do you think that the dry down oh, on me down. gets a little like cinnamon? Chloe, the degree to which it is completely different on you. Uh-huh. I get suntan lotion. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Do you get any of that with this? No. Do you see what I mean about the wine? A little bit. Okay. I really, to me, on you, it's really giving like lotion. I've never smelled a fragrance smell so differently on the two of us. It really does smell like a completely different thing. That's kind of amazing. It's very cool. Okay. So on you, I get really like lotion mm. on me. I think sunscreen is like a pretty good direction to go in with this. I feel like it's like, I really get like a little bit of like cinnamon specifically, mm. like not just like spice, but like cinnamon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not, and not cinnamon red hot, but like the literal actual, if you're in your kitchen, Cinnamon. Maybe more like clove than cinnamon. Maybe, maybe. I kind of, I, or I like nutmeg. Kind of, totally, pantry. Something, yeah, but like like a like a ground spice. Okay, so what do you give the dry down? I think I'm also going to say A. Okay, A plus A, we agree. Um, and then longevity, longevity, you think it's a fucking. On me, it's an A plus. It's a slapper. Yeah. Uh, it's like angel level. I can only imagine that this would last a while, yeah. even on my eating ass skin. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like it's not being eaten so much. Do my skin know? said, no, thanks. Uh, I'll bag some of that. <laughs> Do you want to see the bottle? Would love to see the bottle. Oh my God. That is not what I was expecting. It's Gorsland. By Joram Studios. Gorsland by Joram Studios. That is not uh, what I was expecting. I forgot. Gorse, I think, is like a plant, and that's in it. Oh, okay. Wow. Mm. Okay, so we have smelled this together, and you have not been as no. favor- You have not reviewed it as favorably. It's so interesting because on me, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. But like, I haven't. I think I've only smelled it on paper totally, or just like from, let me smell it. Oh, a hundred percent different. This is like the much more intense version of the things that like I'm getting. It is really strong uh, off the bottle. And so it's, it's like almost too much. So what do you give it for the name? I'm obsessed with the name. Gorseland. I love the name. Gorseland. Um, Gorseland. They're also Scottish. Yeah. So I, every, you want to say it with a Scottish accent? Is that Irish? Gorseland? Gorseland. (laughs) (laughs) What is a Scottish accent? We'll practice for next week. We'll practice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think the name is good. Yeah. I think the name is an A. I can't like see any fault with it. 
you know? No flaws. No flaws detected, honey. Okay. Tens, tens, tens across the board. I give the name an A too. I give the bottle an A. I am obsessed with their bottles. I also give it an A because I'm sort of like, again, I don't, it's like no notes. Like what would you do differently? They're very, I think they're really unique. It's a tiny, yeah. so what is this, 30? It's 30 ml. But because, yeah, it's an X-ray. Because it's an X-ray, like I wear this and I've barely used any. Mm -hmm. So it's a tiny bottle. It's affordable. I think that this is under a hundred bucks. Oh, I'm getting that. Or it might be right around a hundred. Oh, she's getting that. But very affordable. And I adore the the perfumer's name, Ewan McGregor. Column or something, but his name is Ewan. Okay, and he. Should we I, look him up? I was with a perfumer the other day, and he re- he was like, "Are you wearing something by this perfumer?" I was like, "Yeah, how oh, did you shit. know that?" And he was like, "It's a distinct. He has like a signature." I will say all of the Joram Studio ones that I've smelled previously do feel like they're part of a family. Family. I agree, and I adore them all. I've smelled Rose Highland before, which I remember thinking was amazing. And I feel like it, as a rose head, it really like hit what I needed it to hit. It did the job. What is the one that they have that I, I've had a sample of this. Um, it's like fiery. Oh, is fire, it fire water. water. I think we fire reviewed water. it on the pod once. Yeah. It's like literally like a burnt orange. That to me is like, it has like the retro cologne note. So it's like watery, mm-hmm. like definitely like a nineties watery fragrance and then fire. Oh my God. <gasps> I'm so curious about that. Oh my God. Okay. I actually know fucking exactly what the note was that I was missing from this. And I was like talking around it. Fucking chamomile. Mm. Chamomile and lavender. Those are lavender. That was the aromatic chamomile too. But chamomile is the thing that was like bothering me that I was smelling and I couldn't put a name to. It was fucking chamomile. I don't want to say these notes are BS. No, they're not to me. To me, the iris in this is so strong. Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. So these are what they're giving, what they're telling us is in there. I think there's probably more. Of course. Well, okay. Top notes. Gorse. Okay. Apple. Chamomile. Lemon. Lavender. Middle notes. Black elder. Geranium. Macrohurzum. <laughs> and neroli. What the neroli is probably the sunscreen thing. Yeah. And then the base they say is cannabis. The cannabis, I'm like, as soon as you say that, I'm like, period. I weirdly you get pick that. up on that. I weirdly get that. Yeah, Ewan McCall is his name. So he's a perfumer. I know he does stuff for other brands. So a ton of Joram stuff. Oh, he did some Neanderthal. Wait, go up for a sec. No, that's an ad. Okay. I was like, <laughs> so Lover Dose was on that. Yeah. Um, this brand that I haven't heard of, Senyoko. Wow. I'm curious about that brand. I'm though. sure it's bomb. Yeah. And that's it. Wait, what is Senyoko? Let's look at that. Established in 2016, Senyoko is a Paris-based independent fragrance brand. 
unique fusion of French luxury and Japanese elegance by blending avant-garde elements from literature, fine arts, and music rooted in both Eastern and Western cultures. Okay. I've heard this guy on a podcast and he actually said that his introduction to perfumery was, it was before it was called Joram Studios, it was called Joram Laboratories. Oh. And he was a perfumer that I think was a hundred percent freelance and would do fragrances for other brands. Okay. And then when he started his own line, I mean, I think he probably still does both. Wait, can we go down and look at some of these perfumes? I, I don't know why I'm like just really compelled by this. I'm like, oh, I want to smell what these smell like. I want to know what Madame Butterfly smells like. Yeah, where do they sell these, the Sinyoko? I really kind of like the design. Like, it's so stupid and simple, but I kind of like the design. The bottle's cute. I mean, listen, if he does them, I'm sure they're stunning. Yeah. I'm sure they're beautiful. Um. Okay, so back to Gorseland. Yeah. The... I feel like the note breakdown felt really accurate to me, honestly. So interesting. Like apple, apple. chamomile, la- lemon, lavender. I'm like, yes. The tart, sweet thing we were picking up on. Yeah. Apple. Apple feels so right when I actually like think about it in those terms. It gets so much more floral. I want to smell the, from the bottle again. Yeah, the apple is really, 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 especially like green apple. There's something. Is really present when you smell just the bottle. I, so, okay, on Fragrantica, the little graphic of an apple does happen to be a green apple, but I agree with you. It's, it's green. green apple it's for green sure. It's green apple. I love this perfume. Um, but then the base being cannabis, I'm like, yes, fully. And I think that that's like, like the chamomile and the cannabis combo. Yeah is weirdly giving like creamy to me for reasons unbeknownst to me. Cannabis is crazy. I smell it too now. Yeah. Well, um, I love this girl, and I feel like it's getting, plus. I think it got A's in every category. Yeah. This is a run across the board. She's a, she's a straight A student. Yeah. And it's such a like weird specific, like there's nothing else that I've smelled that smells like this. I agree. And I think that about all of their fragrances, I even yeah. think it so Paradisi. I don't love it on me, Yeah, but I've never smelled a perfume like that before. Yeah. I mean, this is really unique and distinctive. Gorseland gets high fucking rankings from both of us across the board. I think right now of the, like for niche brands, yeah. it is up there with, Acro. I think those are like my two faves. Glam. And Gorseland, I feel very endeared to because it's Scottish. Yeah. It's such a tiny shop. Yeah. And I feel like they're just very unique. How much is this? If I were to if I were to make if a I were if I were to, to get my wallet out and do a little tap tap, how much would I be out? I bought it from the website. I didn't buy it from Lucky Scent, but they sell it. Okay, so on Lucky Scent, it is... 105. 105 for 30 ml. And if you get it from the website, it's like 70. Oh, cool. But you have to pay out the ass with shipping. And I got like, mm. I got it from the website. I think that they were having a sale over the holidays. And I got a 10%, like, thanks for signing up for our newsletter. And their newsletter is so cute. Oh, the Joram one. It's like, they do like a playlist and they talk about things that are inspiring them. I'm obsessed with this brand. Love. So, okay. On lucky scent, they say fragrance notes, pineapple weed, 
neroli oil, chamomile, gorse flower, crab apple, totally, lemon oil, astilbe, uh, lavender absolute, gooseberry, milk vetch. Don't pretend like you know what that smells like. No, I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> I love- like, Oh, milk vetch. The, I love the concept of milk vetch. I do too. Whatever that is. Elderflower, catchfly. You got milk vetch and catchfly. That's like a duo. That's like a, like a double act on vaudeville. How Scottish is this? Woodruff, gorsewood, zdravitz, and kush accord. That's an indica, babe. I know you don't mm. smoke weed, but that's an indica. I'm like, oh. I push my glasses up my <laughs> nose bridge. <laughs> wow. Sounds pretty cool. Um, the pineapple weed clarifier and the crab apple clarifier were so helpful in that. Really cool. Can, like pineapple weed, chamomile, crab apple, lemon oil, lavender absolute, like perfect. You got it. You got it. Oh, should we read the copy? Scottish Odyssey is an exploration of the folklore and mystery ingrained in our past and present, a contemporary fantasy built around the everyday, extending beyond geography into attitude, humor, and culture, grounded in earthy, joyful, and irreverent. Wait, give you isn't there more? Oh, as neon gold blooms erupt from sun-bleached concrete crags, beauty and dereliction coexist. So I do sort of see, uh, that is really conjuring it for me. Oh, Scottish Odyssey is the little family it's part of. So it's part of Rose Highland. There's a Mm -hmm. berry one that's amazing. And Firewater. So I get what they're trying to do with this, Mm -hmm. which is like, a hill, a sunlit hill full of gorse flowers and then some concrete, like, ruin kind of, like, like a modern derelict kind of, like, ruin for kids come smoke weed. Like, outside of this, like, field of flowers. Like an abandoned building. I hear you. The Kush thing to me is so supporting mm-hmm. rather than a star player. The chamomile really blew my mind because the chamomile yeah. is so present in it for me. And that's like the part that was really missing from my totally understanding of it. Okay. I could talk about this forever, but I feel yeah. myself fading and I feel like I want to smell your marijuana. Okay. Okay. But Gorsland, A Gorsland, plus. A plus. We love Pretty you. much across the board. Okay. So you want to close your eyes? You want to do that for me? I'm ready. Yep. Okay. This is a tough one to follow. It really is. I can look. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 a nail polish opener just because yeah. there's an alcohol moment. That is exactly what I'm getting from it too. Just nail polish or even nail polish remover. Is there a nail polish remover accord? Yes. <laughs> fully. Fully. <laughs> What is crazy? I feel like my nose turned off. Me too. Because Gorsland is so strong. I As soon as you sprayed it on me, I was like, fuck, I feel like we should have gone in the opposite order. Is this a subtle fragrance generally, the one that you sprayed? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. She's an elusive chanteuse. Can I have one more spray, actually? Sure. Yeah, we can really go hard on it. Okay. Okay. And yeah, open your eyes. 
why is the nail polish so strong in the beginning? I don't know. Chloe, tell me why. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as the nose for this perfume, it's like, actually, this is my first composition that I made myself. Just kidding. Is this molecule? You're crazy. You're cheating. (laughs) You're cheating. Okay, so Maddie guessed it correctly. This is molecule. Okay, please (laughs) spray it on top of Gorseland. So it's molecule 01. Um, and I really do think I made the wrong choice in doing this second. I can't believe you even volunteered to go second knowing what it was. I don't, I forgot, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So I'm going to spritz it over Gorseland. So thank you, babe. So molecule is known to be a layering fragrance by many. It is considered a fragrance enhancer. I know a lot of people. It's a skin scent. Yes. And I know a lot of people wear it as a skin scent and also what to me is interesting about skin scents is quite often they become increasingly strong throughout the day. Yes. I haven't worn molecule, so I don't know. Well, now you got it on. Yeah. Is that your experience of it? I will say for me, I rarely, when I wear it, yeah, I rarely smell myself. Like I don't, smell yes, it on me totally but other people have told me that they do you get compliments i do so it's kind of random and i kind of want to do i'm excited to do this because it's like i can smell you you mm-hmm. can smell me mm-hmm. we can give yes. each other more clarity on what's yes. actually fucking going on i mean i think this is an important scent for us to talk about on the pod because yeah. People are so obsessed with talking about perfume in terms of pheromones. Mm-hmm. Blah, fucking blah. Blah, 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 blah. To me, it's the least interesting thing about perfume. I just don't care. What's the most interesting thing? The most interesting thing is creating the concept, yeah. the perfumer's vision coming to life. The idea of how that is realized across different people's skin. I'm just like, whatever. It's just, I, I get that people find it fascinating. It's to me, it's the I least think fascinating. It's fascinating. Yeah, totally. Totally. But, and people love to talk about it. I mean, it's like one element among others that I find fascinating. Molecule is a perfume where it's about that. It smells, it allegedly smells totally different on different people. I spoke to someone who said that they couldn't wear it on their period. Oh, weird. Because Because hormonally, it's so different. Yeah. Well, and I I mean, I'm curious about like if we sprayed this on a different day based on like where we are in our own hormonal cycles. Exactly. You know, what would that be like? Exactly. What do you think of it? Did you spray it on top of Gorseland? Yeah. I think it's iconic. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like Gorseland Plus. Gorseland Plus. And it's woody. I mean, okay, we haven't talked about what it smells like. I love it. Yeah. So, so the supposedly the main um, fragrance and the main like aroma chemical in molecule mm-hmm. is ISOE Super. But don't think that you can just go and buy a bottle of ISOE Super. There's different things. To me, this smells like another. I'm really obsessed with these molecules that like like uh, orbit around isoe super uh-huh. um there's something called timber silk that's like an artificial cedar Ooh. 
that's like a creamy, musky, artificial cedar. Um, And that to me is what molecule smells like. I don't even think that it smells like isoe super necessarily. Timber silk sounds like a great drag name. Wow. I want to kind of amazing. Kind of a glam. Because don't you get like for me when I hear timber silk, I get like corn husk, like uh-huh. the stringies. Yeah. That's what I think of when I think of I just silk. think of a lumberjack in a dress. And we love that. <laughs> Miss Timber Silk. Yeah. Um, okay. So So it smells cedary. I mean, that's what I pick up on when I smell it. Mm. What's your Yeah. I think that once you say cedar. Yeah. And I smell myself with that in my brain. Yes, I do get cedar. But that's not necessarily the first thing that crops up for you. I don't know. I mean, the initial actual spritz is just pure straight up nail polish, straight up alcohol. Like, um, and then, so it has dried down. Yeah, I feel like cedar is the only word to describe it. But if that hasn't been in your head as you've been wearing it, what has there been anything where you're like, oh, this smells? No, like- I think it's been a little bit of a no thoughts, head empty kind of journey. That's fascinating. Like smooth brain. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think other people are getting something from it. Clearly, so. But the smooth brain concept, I think that's how it's almost like marketing wise. I feel like that's how it's designed to be worn. Yeah. Because there's this whole shape shifty idea of how it smells completely different on different people. Period. Which. Wait, can, so can I smell it on you? Yeah. Just the plain version? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is just like you're wearing a nice woody fragrance. It is faint. It smells faint on me. Yeah. But I think it's like doing the skin scent thing where your skin just smells good. Can I smell, can I smell your good skin? I think it's stronger on you, but I think it smells similar. Yeah. I think that it gets, I will say it does get stronger throughout the day. Yeah. I think one of the reasons I brought this over today, I was really debating what to bring. I wanted to talk about this one because I was sort of like, I wore it a couple times this week when I was uh, depresso out, depresso down, um, angel down. I really just felt like it was kind of, I was kind of like, I don't want to smell like anything specific. I don't really want to smell like anything, but I want to not smell like shit. Well, it's almost like you don't want to draw an association between a uh-huh. perfume and your mental state if your mental state isn't good. Yeah, I just yeah, was like, I feel that. what? I'm going to spray myself with a fucking like floral, like. I feel that. Uh-huh. Sometimes I feel that way even when I'm just hungover. I'm like, I don't want the feeling no. that I have in this hangover to yeah. be associated with the perfume. And I had a two day hangover this week, so. Oh, question. You know. yeah. And not to be so straight edge, do you think that that tumbled you into a depression? Probably. Okay. Yeah. All right. Had cool. something to do with it for sure. Catch us next week sipping kin. Uh, <laughs> Euphorics. <laughs> I do think that, um, yeah, it's like my mental state is like such a reflection of like my physical stuff. Yeah. So like I had like pretty much for the majority of this week, I had a headache. I had, okay. I was like nauseous. Oh. I had crazy back pain. I had like weird tooth pain. I'm having like all kinds of pain from all kinds of directions. Not so it's tooth. like, yeah. You got tooth in there? Yeah. Oh, Tooth made an appearance. She did a little cameo. Miss Tooth. Madam Tooth. I will say it's just like when all that's going on, it's very hard to just be like chipper and positive of and feeling course. good, you know? Of course. But 
Um, of course. Of course. <laughs> Whatever. All this is to say, I was sort of like, I, I like having molecule around because it feels like it's like for the days where I don't want to feel like anything in particular. I just want to be a slightly better version of myself. Totally. That's what it feels like. But now I kind of almost don't like that you put cedar in my brain because I'm like, now I'm going to be like, oh, my cedar scent, you know? I'm going to run out and buy it, but I'm going to tell you something. I don't really like it. Interesting. I, but why will you buy it? Because... For, as an enhancer? As an enhancer. That's the majority of what I use it for. Yeah. So, like, I usually don't do the thing of just spritzing it on solo. Mm-hmm. But when I do, people really do compliment me on it. Like, I get more frequent compliments from that than a lot of other things, which is makes me so upset. I mean, it's beautiful. And I think that's just because they love the way you smell and that's amazing and it's more natural. But that makes me feel like people don't like perfume. Well, which upsets me. I kind of think that that might be true, babe. There is something, I don't know if it's the way you're holding your arm and don't take this the wrong way. Yeah. There's something a little sweaty on you, but not like BO sweaty. Yeah. Like clammy. But I am also sweating right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So So you might be picking up on sweat. Yeah. I mean, so before I came here, I showered and then I did. Girl, thank you so much for that. Yeah, no problem. No <laughs> fucking problem. Um, and I didn't put on deodorant. I like that. So there's sweat happening and she's part but of the But it's not equation. BO. It's like new sweat. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like I just showered, so I'm clean. Why but won't there, there you is sweat. Me, why won't you let me say that molecule smells like sweat? You're just like, no, no, that's real sweat. It's me. No, I mean, yeah. It smells like sweat? A little. I actually, now that I realize that that's what you were saying, I get it. I wonder. It's not BO. It is not BO. It's like when you first start sweating. I don't want to say because you're nervous because you would think that that's BO too. But just like, like when your hands are clammy. Yeah. Like it smells a little human uh-huh. and a little bit dank but it's clean it's still a clean smell yeah i it's so funny so i had this person that i hooked up with um like a number of times and your boyfriend <laughs> you just i wouldn't the, say that the look of terror that oh. just ran across your face okay so this is someone who would never be your boyfriend well so they would spend the night okay and wake up in the morning next to me and be like, mm, you smell so good. I'm so obsessed with the way that your skin smells. And like, we're like so into that. Yeah. And I was like, it was very flattering. That's so erotic. It was really cool. Yeah. But I was also just like, Oh, that's interesting. Do I need to just like find the people that react to me that way? Or is it like that? I actually do have good smelling skin. Like I can't tell, you know, Also, there's no reason why I would. My diet is shit. 
I smoke cigarettes. It's like not, I know. I mean, as much as I'm just like pheromones are annoying, I yeah. just don't like talking about them in terms of perfume necessarily, but they're so real. Girl. Yeah. Like this is someone who was just on your level. Yeah. Frequency. Have you ever heard of that scent dating thing where they like you wear a t-shirt for a bunch of days and then you send in the t-shirt to the company and then they send you back like samples of other t-shirts that like guys have worn have you heard about that do we like that i don't know if i like that tbh first of all it's so fucking kinky it's so kinky it's so like smell my used panties yes i was i was like gonna be like well i was gonna be like you want to smell my armpit right now (laughs) but then i was like that's like way too kinky for the pod i'm so sorry for even thinking that um, so yeah, it's kinky. Interesting. Should we rate the frag? We haven't said sure. one word in terms of well, ratings. we've said like, it's kind of cedary. Whatever. That's all. It's, that's all. Sorry, listeners. Back to Meryl. No, you're not going to get much. I mean, yeah, cedar, to me, def, cedar, timber silk, there's, and it's musky too. It's not just that it's yeah. cedar. There's like a little bit of a creamy musky yeah. thing. So initial which is the literal initial fucking f exactly there it's not the we're not talking about there really is babe not to be pedantic i know no 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 but there is a distinction between initial spritz and opening fully because the initial spritz is going to be just like perfumers alcohol right and we can make that distinction so like totally when we say initial spritz let's talk about the opening because I think that's more the actual initial spritz is in certain cases going to be so unpleasant but this is definitely a way stronger nail polish remover smell yeah than is typical I felt like that needed to be commented on like that is I I want to give that an f yeah (laughs) even if that's not part of our official rating scale that gets an f yeah that gets an f but the opening eh, gets like a C for me because it doesn't smell like much until it dries and like evolves. I feel the same way. C. C. So dry down. I'm typing in molecule and I don't want us to look, but we are going to have to look. Okay. Dry down. Yeah. Dry down. I give a B plus because I like it mostly. Um, I give a B probably. Yeah. I think on me, I like it enough to be a B plus. And I also feel like I can't deny that people seem to love it on me. So, But we're not judging what other people think. People also ask, why can't you smell molecule alone? Exactly. Yeah. I... I mean, you are right that we're not judging what other people think. Yes. But I also am judging how this fragrance experience. Is, is, is part of my experience yeah. of the world. So like when I have a day where people react positively to how I smell, that's a good day for me. And so, it influences yeah. your opinion of the scent. Yeah. And I do like that I can wear it on a depression day and not feel overly like I'm like engaging with like a fragrance fragrance. You know, like I'm not like being like, oh, like a panatone. I, I would never wear panatone on a yeah. depression day because it's like that's a like composition. 
Totally. You know what I mean? Of course. Well, this brings us to longevity. Mm-hmm. What's your experience of it? I've never worn it. It's hard to say because, again, like I don't feel like I get it as strongly as other people seem to get it on me. I do feel like it lasts for a while. I think if if this is the give it a B. Okay. Yeah. If this is the characteristic skin skin scent that I think it is, Mm -hmm. I think longevity is probably really good. And you might just not be aware of. I think that that is kind of why I feel weird about grading it. Because I'm like, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. I think it is pretty good. I'm going to say B just because it's like just to be safe. <laughs> now we have to talk about the thing that I'm dying to talk about. Mm-hmm. Bottle aesthetic. And name. And the name. So wait, do you want to open up the Fragrantica? We're, we're, we're sort of edging ourselves with it being on Google. Um, okay. So main accords, woody, musky, amber, and amalek. Yes. Which I agree with all of those. Um, fragrance notes, literally only one. Isoe super. Mm, okay. To me, this bottle is the most Gen X thing. It's so fucking Gen X. Oh my God. The Period. idea of a perfume being chemistry pill uh-huh. scientific in whatever way the brand is called esoteric molecules yeah to me it looks like the aesthetic of things do you remember in like 2000 when mm-hmm. things were like future it was it looks A like that hundred percent i remember when i like in 2000 yeah. i went to london england for the first time and i was like 10 years old and I remember so specifically, we flew on Virgin Airlines and the whole Virgin Airlines experience was all so like sleek well, and colorful. Well, it was a new airline at yes. the time. Yeah. And they were really aesthetic. Everything yeah. was like very, very aesthetic. It was like exactly this aesthetic to me. Okay. Obsessed. Everything was like, two th- like Y2K future. This is a little Y2K pill too. I mean, yeah. it's giving, it's definitely giving Virgin Airlines. I'm obsessed with that. But then, but then also too, like I remember so clearly on that long flight watching all these music videos, like on the little screen. Mm. And there were so many music videos that were so, cause I was like, this is like when I was my peak, like pop culture obsessed. Um, and like, Everything just really was like so this aesthetic. TRL. It was like, yeah, TRL. Like, um, I don't know, just like something about all of that Y2K pop culture, celebrity culture, like thing. Everything looked like this. It was like those music videos with like so much like bad CGI where they're Mm -hmm. like, they're like, turning into a liquid and then they're like, you it's know, so moving from room to room. That is perfectly, you put. know, that's perfectly put. Yeah. So, well, now you're making it sound charming, but I actually do see, this is the thing I've always thought about the aesthetic of this as being part of that tradition. And I like it. And you're for charmed that. by yeah. it. Yeah. I can't tell you how much I hate it. I also get it. Cause I'm like, when you said it's the most Gen X thing ever, I'm like, also, yeah. It's, to me, it is so in the lineage of like, hate perfume, like try yeah. this. 
which I find very frustrating because mm-hmm. as someone who loves perfume, the idea of not wanting to smell like perfume, I find incredibly corny. Yeah. The graphic design of this is like, it's like Moby working it's Moby. at an internet cafe. Yes. In 2000. It's that movie. <laughs> it's that movie, The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. I, what, what is that oh movie? Oh my God, it's so good. It's like Moby soundtrack. Yeah. It's like, but there's, it's like, th- there's a beautiful sequence where he's in like a video game. He goes a little crazy mm. and he's isolated on this island for a few days and starts to think that he's in a video game. And there's like a video game sequence. Okay, yeah. It's it's a little bit the Matrix, honestly. It's the Matrix, yeah. But it's a poor. I mean, the Matrix is like darker than this. And I think if this is trying to do Matrix, it's like a really poor substitute. Yeah, it kind of honestly reminds me of the aesthetic of like Ghost World, that movie, a little bit. Oh, that's interesting. It's like I a totally to other direction too. Um, I'm trying to see the year that this was from. Two thousand six. So. 2006 also feels so appropriate. Nailed it. Oh my God. You know what it also reminds me of? Mm. (laughs) Daniel and I talk about this all the time. Do you remember that one t-shirt that was sold at Urban Outfitters (laughs) in like 2006? That was like, it was a green t-shirt with like an upside down tree, like brown tree. I I had it. There was a t-shirt company. I'm obsessed with the fact that that one t-shirt is like, everyone knows what you're talking about. I had that. I had that. There was a t-shirt company where you could get Urban Outfitters style t-shirts, but it was just t-shirts. Wait, what was that company? I know what you're talking about. I bought so many. And they were like all like, kind of like in your face, kind of like, but they were also, but they were also cutesy. Exactly. It was very Banksy. Not to be annoying, but this was when graphic tees came out. This was when they were first released. Was it something with like thread? Yes. It was like threadless or something? Well, that would have been funny, but no. It was like thread something. It was thread or something, something like that. I love that we are. We know. It was when we were in college. Well, I I wasn't in college. It was when I was in college. (laughs) Okay, so what do you rate the bottle? I changed the subject really quick. I'm like, so we need to talk about age. We did have a lot of different sort of directional cues for this. I keep thinking about it. Like when I look at it, I think about my 2000 trip to London town. And I like that. I think it's like funny and fine. I'm going to give it a B minus because like I don't like it, but it is kind of like cute and funny to me. I'm going to change my opinion of it Uh based on the way that you endeared me to it. And I'm going to say B minus also. B minus is like a pretty good. So then the name. I would say it's like the same. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like the bottle. I will say the bottle and the name are incredibly well aligned. Mm. So like a hundred percent. Sometimes I feel like there are some scents where the name is like, why does the bottle look like that if the I name agree. is like that? I agree. Like they don't match at all. Yeah. Whereas this is like, you could not be more aligned perfectly. Yeah. Like if you say molecule, if, if you give me this design identity, you're like, what do you call it? Molecule. Totally. totally. It just is like, it writes itself. So B minus also, I mean, Again, Molecule is a good thing to own. This um, 
this, uh, how many mLs is this? Looks like it's 30. Teeny. It's, it's a little teeny weeny, itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini kind of version. And it was 60 bucks. Yeah. So that's like really not that bad. So, and I really do use it as a fragrance enhancer all the time. And then I also do every once in a while, let it play by itself. When depressed. Okay, so run out and buy those. I mean, run out and yeah. buy both of these fragrances, actually. I will be running out and buying Gorsalin personally. Um, babe, I am fading completely. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm full. I've had enough. Oh, I've eaten my fill. So should we say so what we So has my say? skin. Yeah. Let's do the thing. Smell, Smell you later. later.